Park Hopping Podcast number eight. Another crappy podcast production. Hi there, this is Alan of DisneyFans.com, and this is the Park Hopping Podcast show number eight. The podcast that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that yes, anyone can have their own podcast as long as they have a microphone and a computer to record their podcast on and, you know, internet connection and something to make that RSS feed. But uh, I digress. Hey, happy December. Now, last time we park hopped over to Disney's California Adventure to experience their original Christmas fireworks lagoon show, Luminaria, which entertained guests during the holiday season of 2001 and hasn't been back since. It's now somewhere in Yesterland, right along with other long-gone Disney uh, spectaculars such as the Main Street Electrical Parade. Wait, Wait a second, that's back. Well, it's gone right now, but again, I digress. Well, I'm really excited right now. We've had our first real snowfall here in Iowa, and I had to shovel the sidewalk a couple of times, and, you know, Christmas decorations are all up, and gosh darn it, I'm going to be getting out of this frozen wasteland and visiting Disneyland uh, from December 10th through December 15th, so getting very excited about that. Uh, I like the Disneyland snow because it kind of snows, it looks real pretty, you can play in it, then it just goes away, and you don't have to sweep anything off the sidewalk. But I digress. Let's get started with a little Park Hopping Podcast news update for the month of December. First, apologies to those of you that are subscribed to the Park Hopping 3D video feed. It's kind of come and gone and changed around and been reposted a number of times over the last week while I re-encoded video, added some new ones, and uh, tried some different things. I'm a beta tester now for one of the uh, podcast uh, publishing programs for the Mac, and I was testing out a new version and ran into a couple of little snags there. I mean, hey, it's beta software. That's why we're testing it. And um, I've gone back to the existing program, gotten the old uh, videos back up there, and some new ones, and I'm currently encoding several more upstairs on the uh, the iMac up there, uh, a three-dimensional ride on the omnibus from the castle down to Main Street, uh, going to get my Haunted Mansion holiday, and It's a Small World holiday 3D videos up there. So if you don't have 3D red-blue glasses yet, this is a great time to go out and get some. And if you really need a pair, uh, PayPal me a buck. I'll put some information up on the website, and I'll send you a pair. The glasses cost about 50 cents a piece when I pay for the glasses and the uh, the shipping to get them to me in bulk. Uh, plus the stamp and the envelope. Hey, I might even make six cents on them. If you need an extra pair, throw in another 50 cents to that. And I'll put some details up at anothercrappypodcast.com. So if you really need some glasses, I can fix you up. Okay, so the other thing that was going on is uh, I had to actually repost the original Park Hopping Podcast show number one because in it I played some of my home video audio from the original Haunted Mansion Holiday in 2001. And at the very beginning of this audio was a short 10-second um, clip that came from a, um, a music, a production library. Now, this production library was available for non-commercial non-commercial personal use you could use it on your home videos and things like that that was fine but if you were going to use it in a radio ad or for any commercial purposes you have to pay the appropriate license now i wasn't thinking about it at the time that i used it and i did some checking and realized that they did have a special podcast license and it was going to cost me 25 bucks to use it on that segment and uh, keep it up on uh, the website for a week or, or whatever or wh- whatever it was 
And uh, I contacted him about that, let him know that I used it. I'm going to pay him the $25 and sign the licensing agreement. But since I want to be able to keep it up there longer than the one-year term that the license is for, and I don't want to have to pay 20 bucks a year for every episode I use if I use this music again, um, I went ahead and edited the episode and replaced that with a, uh, a new custom uh, little music intro that I'm going to be using uh, at, in front of my home videos now for anything that I publish on the Internet. And that way I uh, don't have have to pay 25 bucks each time. It, it sounds a little bit like this. All right, so every time you hear that music, you know that I'm just trying to save $25. Now, this brings me up to my second uh, subject for this uh, short update here. Um, a few shows ago, I was going to actually talk a little bit about some copyright stuff that's going on with podcasting in other parts of the world right now. Um, a lot of folks don't realize that the way the songwriters make money off of their songs is, you know, they don't have performance rights, they're not selling the CDs, they're not uh, touring. They actually make it through BMI and ASCAP, it, through licensing, and there's a little bit of money that goes through when uh, when stuff is sold that ends up going back to whoever wrote the song. Now, if you work in a, in a public place like a retail shop or whatever, and you just want to play the radio in your business, you can't do that for free. You actually have to pay a license to play the radio in your place of business. Um, and that's the money that's kind of divided up based on airplay and things like that that goes out, and that's how the songwriters make uh, make their money. Um, I, and the rules are kind of strange. You know, if you just have a personal radio sitting on your desk in an office, that's fine. But if it's being broadcast, you know, where the public can hear it at a, a shop, a retail store, a restaurant, that's a different license. And uh, if you have uh, three speakers or less, you pay one fee. When you go to four speakers or more, there was another fee. And, and this is, comes from about 10 years ago, so this might have changed a little bit. But that's, you get the basic idea. You actually have to pay even if you want to play the free radio. And again, this is so the artists can make their money. Now, the reason that I mentioned... Oh, by the way, this is also where Muzak comes from. Muzak and some of these uh, sound-alikes and some of these tapes that you'll hear, you'll go into a store and you'll hear like a music loop, um, and th those will be pre-licensed where they just pay a company to provide their uh, their background music, and they provide them with tapes, CDs, digital, whatever it is these days, and it's pre-licensed, and um, that way the, the, the store does not have to worry about that. We, we did some installs in shops in the mall, and they had this little tape system they licensed that would play this little two-hour loop of uh, sound-alike tunes. None of it was the original artist, and that was probably even cheaper licensing because then they weren't paying performance rights. They were just paying uh, you know whoever owned the song. But I digress. Well, uh, some things that have been going on, um, a lot of the podcast would play uh, songs they shouldn't play. For instance, if I try to play a Beatles song or something like that, I cannot legally do that because I'm not paying um, the rights to play that song. So obviously, if I wanted to put up a podcast and just play a bunch of Beatles songs, that would be in violation of some copyright. And, uh, you know, without the money and the licensing being set up, you're not supposed to do that. Which also means, um, you know, I can't play tracks from a Disney album or, uh, you know, the Lion King soundtrack, things like that. Now, there's a little bit of a gray area when it comes to um, what they would consider fair use. For instance, uh, a critic might be reviewing an album and they might play snippets under it, but usually the radio station can do that because it's paying the rights. If I do that on a podcast and I want to play an excerpt, a couple of seconds from a song... 
Can I legally do that? Eh, technically, no, but you know, you could argue fair use. So if I wanted to put background music behind me and it was from the Disneyland 50th anniversary CD, I probably shouldn't be doing that. So um, that's why everything I have you know, pretty much comes from my camcorder. But even that's a big question. If I'm playing the audio from a parade or something like that, am I really allowed to do that? And... Um, Anyway, I guess what I'm saying is I fully expect to receive a cease and desist letter from Disney at any moment saying, you know, I can't share the audio from my uh, home movies to the park, which would be a shame. But, you know, if it happens, it happens. I, I really respect that. And of course, the same thing goes for my home uh, movies that I've shared, you know, with friends and things like that. You know, if you go to, to Disneyland and you videotape your vacation, yes, you can show it to your aunt and your uncle and sit around there and show your home movies. That's fine. But you're not really supposed to be distributing copies of it. Um, copyright is, is is still copyright, whether you're making money on it or not. And I, and I, I actually, I personally know someone who had, uh, who was distributing copies of their home movies on, on DVD that that had a bunch of them pulled and was basically shut down by Disney Legal. And they said, you know, you're not allowed to sell copies of of Disney material. So again, this is a big gray area. Uh, We seem to be okay in the little fan community. You know, people have been swapping tapes forever and bootlegs are all over the place. There's a lot of podcasts that are, you know, playing um, bootleg audio tracks and things like that. And, and, you know, we're, we're probably you know they're probably either not aware of it or they're just understanding that it is a fan thing and it's 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 a love thing you know we have an appreciation for disney and and all that but i just wanted to give you a heads up in case any of us start disappearing or changing our format to disney talk radio well you know that could be uh that could be why but i digress um just to give you some audio, speaking of what might actually be blatant copyright infringement, um, a couple of years back, one of the first, uh, well, there's been several holiday overlays that the Disney theme parks have done. They've turned the Country Bear Jamboree show into a uh, Christmas version. Um, they've turned Haunted Mansion into Haunted Mansion Holiday. They turned It's a Small World into It's a Small World Holiday. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of these attempts to, to you know, and they've actually, when you think about it, they turned Main Street into Christmas Land with all the decorations. They changed the traditional Main Street music to holiday music, and they they'll decorate a little in Frontierland and New Orleans Square and Toontown, Disney's California Adventures, getting some decorations, things like that. So changing the theme of the park. Uh, was understood. That's just what they do at the holidays. We expect it. Changing some of the attractions is something that we're starting to get used to right now. And It's a Small World, one of the most famous Disney attractions ever, which is also one of the ones that's most joked about ever, including in Disney. I mean, if you've seen the uh, the uh, fun that the Dapper Dans have um, making references to it, the Jungle Cruise skippers have jokes about Small World, Billy Hill and the Hillbillies. You know, pretty much it's it's a it's a, a ride that we love to hate. Um, well, when they change it to the uh, the It's a Small World holiday, something unusual happens. Now, the Small World it's a very very fast moving line, and um, sometimes there's a line there, but you know a lot of people skip it. But when the holiday comes around, of course it's a big holiday tradition, and you can you can stand in line you know, for an hour, if you're not using FastPass or whatever, to ride the uh, Small World Holiday. Well, so far, most of the things, in fact, pretty much everything that I've, I've 
tried to do on, on this podcast has been stuff that's gone that you can't experience at the parks. Small World Holiday doesn't really change from year to year. There's little minor things that change, and of course they update the year at the end. There's a, you know, 2002, 2003, 2004 in lights that they, they change from year to year. But the, the any changes are just kind of minor based on, you know, if they redecorate something slightly. But it, it's, it's fundamentally, as far as I know, I could be wrong, but as far as I know, it's been the same soundtrack and the same major thing each year. I don't know if they've done a lot of extensive changes to it like Haunted Mansion Holiday is. So this really doesn't fit with the Park Hopping Podcast theme, but hey, it is December, and it is another one of the holiday overlays, and uh, I'm going to be writing it firsthand um, in about another week or so. So I thought I'd leave you with a little audio from It's a Small World Holiday and how it sounded to uh, me in 2003. Hello, everyone, and welcome aboard It's a Small World Holiday. Thanks, you back here, you
about a small world christmas mega mix so that's it small world holiday hope you get a chance to see it this season if you've never gotten a chance to experience it you know listening to it it may actually sound as annoying as the original it's a small world song over and over again but keep in mind that's a whole bunch of different songs over and over again and and the, the the ride is really really redone for the holidays a lot of things are changed a lot of the scenes are uh are really done there's a lot of little cute details um so the next time you're there, be sure to take an extra picture, shoot some extra video, because you really never know when something you like, love, or hate, such as Small World, might go away and never be around again, though it's hard to imagine Disneyland without It's a Small World. And on that note, I think that'll do it for me this time, so be sure to visit DisneyFans.com, where you can browse over 25,000 digital pictures I've taken at Disneyland, Disney World, and other theme parks across the country, as well as dozens and dozens of downloadable video files from Disney parks here, including some new stuff in 3D. And if you want to drop me a note, my email address is alan, that's A-L-L-E-N, at DisneyFans.com. This has been the Park Hopping Podcast, show number eight, Small World Holiday. Thanks for listening. Another Crappy Podcast production. Be sure to visit anothercrappypodcast.com to learn more about this and other equally exciting <sighs> podcasts. Mm. Park Hopping Prelude Music, uh, looped together by me in Apple's Garage Band. Audio from Disney's Luminaria and It's a Small World Holiday, of course, is copyright by Disney. Please don't sue me. You can almost picture the smoke and the fireworks and, 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 the, and the fake snow and, and the castle and the lights and the, and the smell of, of, of Christmas stuff. And, you know, now I'm hungry and my, my eyes are watering and I can barely hear anything. I, I don't know. I think I better check my uh, reservations and make sure that car rental and the cheap hotel. We stay at this really cool cheap hotel just right outside of the uh, 
the parking garage. You know, it's almost a shame to have a rental car because if we could just go through that big wall, we could walk over there. Big wall. Oh well. Happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas.